What's going on, everybody? This is Ryan. You're listening to episode 36 of the Anti-Art Podcast. Um, this is going to be a solo episode. Uh, Eve is working right now, and Troy is actually celebrating his 38th birthday. Um, just wanted to say, you know, happy big 3-8 to you, Troy. Um, you know, I, I know this year means a lot to you. Two more years is the big 4-0, which, you know, um, you know, would be like the midlife crisis point. So, um Congrats, congrats, buddy! Congrats for hitting that 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 age. That's that's great, man. Um, easily the oldest member of Anti Art. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, happy birthday, Troy! Um, ha- happy thirty second birthday. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's a rare solo episode. I'm going to be interviewing Melissa Brooks. She's a singer songwriter and uh, you know Instagram slash TikTok personality out of California, who I've become familiar with through Instagram. Uh, just like pretty much all my guests, uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, her influences and her band, the Aqua Dolls, which is more of like a '90s alternative band. She also does like a solo project, which is more hyper pop focused thing. So get into that as well. Um, you know, and since this is my episode and uh, we're talking about hyper pop, how could we talk about hyper pop without talking about Pink Panthers? Am I right? Am I right? Pink Panthers. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know who Pink Panthers is, uh, you should definitely get yourself acquainted. She is a very exciting. Um, I wouldn't even call her a hyper pop. She's more like a bedroom DIY uh, kind of figure, basically, out of um, out of the UK. She's like 20 years old. She goes to college. Um, she's still very mysterious. And all of her songs are very like short and to the point, like under two minutes. Um, I've been absolutely obsessed with her new track. I must apologize. But, you know, again, since this is my episode and I get to play whatever music for the theme, it's got to be her classic single just for me. I want to ask all you out there a question. When you wipe your tears, do you wipe them just for me? Enjoy. Alright. <laughs> Enjoy. I'm such a fucking idiot. Enjoy my interview with Melissa Brooks. I found the street of the house in which she stayed. And my diary's full of your name on every page. Cause I read to my you for the love of me. I'll try and try again one day, you'll see. Your hands under my pillow, so I sleep. Okay. Y'all, y'all set? Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, first off, just wanted to start off this podcast, uh, episode number 38, uh, just thanking Troy. Troy actually uh, is the other member of Anti Art, uh, one of three. And he actually helped me do a lot of like research for this interview and like uh, sent me a lot of your songs and that kind of stuff. So I just want to thank him. It's also his birthday. So happy hey, birthday, Troy. Shout out to Troy. Happy birthday. Hope mm-hmm. it's a fly one. Yes, I hope it's a fly one, Troy. So um, as I said in the little introduction beforehand, um, I'm here with Melissa Brooks from Cali. How's it going, Melissa? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good as well. Um, so I saw that you were in the studio yesterday. What were you uh, working on? Um yesterday we were uh doing a podcast for my band on like a mental health thing mm-hmm. and then um we went to my drummer's house after to start demoing some songs we got asked to be a part of a soundtrack for a cartoon oh that's cool so um yeah so we were writing songs yesterday for that and then the day before um that we were supposed to do our podcast i got called in to go to the studio um i'm recording with fat mike from no effects oh nice and um we did a, a song tuesday cool so will, will you be featured on like his album or something like that or like a no effects album um possibly 
I don't know if I, I could say. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's recording my band, the Aqua Dolls. Oh, so okay. like cool. he recorded um our last single, Disappearing Girl, and then two others that we haven't dropped yet. And then we're doing like other songs with him too. That's dope. Yeah, I, I've been listening to Disappearing Girl uh, a good amount. A really good song. Yes. Thank you. What kind of um like vibe are you going for with that song? Are you going for more of like a um since you're with like the dude from No Effects, are you trying to go for more of a punk vibe like going forward or like uh more of like a nineties alt kind of vibe still? Really just about anything. My music taste is all over the place. I'm hella eclectic, so I'm like always down to experiment with different styles. The disappearing girl song, like the demo of it originally was just kind of that guitar do 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 like just that loop over mm-hmm. and over. And um, he kind of like made it like, I don't know if 80s is the right word, but kind of like an 80s dance vibe versus like kind of like a chill vibe, Mm -hmm. but still kind of chill. But like it wasn't what we expected from him. Like we thought it was just going to be like power chords and distortion. But Mm -hmm. then he like came back to us with this like 80s kind of beat. And we're like, this is really fresh and not what we expected. But like he killed it. Yeah, that's cool. So I don't know all over oh, the place i guess <laughs> i was gonna say it's, it's cool when you talk to musicians and especially like uh, like more like veteran musicians like the things that they're fans of like it would it's like hard to tell it they would have been fans of that or they would have made that kind of song you know given yeah. their past and stuff definitely yeah yeah i can totally i can totally see that being like a like a left field thing but are, were you like a big no effects fan like as a kid i mean yeah i mean i i know the hits i don't know like super deep into the discography but yeah. i just know that he's a punk rock legend and um my manager is the one that got us to like work with him because he was he's been working with no effects for years and bands like in that in that timbre and stuff so he got us the the session back in i think the first session we did with him was january 2020 like before covid mm-hmm. and disappearing girl was like one of the songs from that session and it just came out like barely july of this year oh my god So we kind of sat on it for a really long time which was like hard but worth it because we ended up getting signed so oh wow was, congratulations cool. thank you well what, what label are you signed to by the way we're signed to nc records and it's um the child of pat magnarella who managed green day for 30 plus years and um Chris Georgian, who used to work with swimmers, and I went on tour with them in like 2016. So I already knew him from like way back then. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, they made a label and they they signed us in July. And then a few weeks later, that's when we put out our latest single. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. Is it harder now that you're signed to like um, hold on to music? Like, like you were saying, like you had to sit on it for a whole year and you couldn't like you know give it away or leak it or anything like of that sort. Like, is it is it difficult? Like when when like <sighs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. Like I I just want to drop things all the time, but I know that it's like better if you wait because then there's like there's so much work that goes into it, like the promotion yeah. and the videos and the pictures and the press and like all this stuff. Like now we have like a whole team, so I can't just be like upload to SoundCloud, which like I don't know. Like I I can still kind of do that with my solo stuff. I have like a lot of freedom in that um in that project, but like for the band, yeah, we have to like kind of wait things out now which is not a bad thing at all it's just like i i get impatient sometimes so it's hard <laughs> yeah no I, I definitely feel that like i don't make music but i can i can totally see like um um i don't know like i like for example like i tried robin hood and like i can't do anything long term so i can just imagine like if, if somebody's like you have to wait a year until something pays off i'd be like 
shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was COVID was pretty crazy. It was definitely crazy. But like while we were sitting on those songs and like in lockdown and stuff, that's when it ended up making a solo album. So that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for COVID. So I don't know. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Hold on. I'm going to continue that point, but I'm just going to take this off. Switch the look. Yeah, that, that was the next thing I was going to ask you. Um, That solo album, was it more, it was more bred out of like, um, you know, wanting to put something out, almost like a mixtape more than like a studio album type of thing. Um, I mean, I put out a mixtape in April, 2020, like a month after lockdown. And uh, that's after midnight. And that was a collection of demos and instrumentals and just like random beats that I've been hoarding since I don't even know how many years. I think the first one I started like Nut in the Drain in like 2017. Mm -hmm. And I would play them at like if I ever got a DJ set at a bar or something, then I would play those songs, but I never dropped them. So I dropped all of those in like one collective long SoundCloud mixtape in April. Mm -hmm. And then um, I started DJing. Well, I mean, I've been DJing for subculture for a couple of years, but we started doing Zoom parties during COVID and we would do them every Saturday. So I was having to make a new set every single Saturday. Oh and so I was like, I need more material to like draw from and new remixes and stuff. So then I ended up writing like a bunch of new stuff. But Bratitude, the album did not become an idea and an actual thing until I met my friend Pete and we had our first session. And then I was like, okay, this is going to be an album. Wait, so Pete is in Poppy Scoville, Poppy Scoville, yeah. Oh, shout out him. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to him. Like, he, did, did you, you guys made produce me a pop that star. Yeah, did you guys produce that together? Like, uh, like one in one or? A good, yeah, a good load of the songs on the album we did together. We did, we, oh my God, we have like, I don't even know how many songs together like at least maybe 30 songs that we've like made like in the past year mm -hmm. uh, we've been pals but um yeah I chose kind of the more like electronic hyper poppy ish songs for the album I wanted mm -hmm. to like have that kind of sound but we've made like a whole bunch of different kinds of styles of stuff like guitar ballads and rock songs too mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah he, he's a crazy guy um <laughs> just the, the way he like described um like him making music to me was like very insane like he just makes like 100 songs and it's like if he makes them for a certain artist like maybe one or two of them will be used like over the span of a year but you know what i mean like he says he's like oh i don't really care like i just play my guitar i just like do my little beats and i'm like not really like a part of the release schedule part of it it's not really my sector of it that's what he said yeah i mean he just sends me beats randomly he'll just text me a beat and then <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. And then I'll like record something over it and be like, does this suck? And then he'll be like, no, you sound like an angel. I'm like, mm -hmm. thank you. So he, he encourages me a lot. And I like, I'll send him like my demos and stuff to get feedback. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, he's a good motivator and he's always up. <laughs> like he's always up. I know. <laughs> yeah, he works hard. He's a very hard worker. He definitely does. Um, do you have any do you have any funny or crazy stories about him? Because I, I have like sort of a crazy story, but not really. Oh my god, I there's so many. I don't even know. I'm like <laughs> something something PG that my family yeah. won't be upset about because we've had some we've been in some shenanigans together. But I don't even know. I mean, just like we we did a session last year for my song Death Note that's on the album. Mm -hmm. And I wanna say I got to his studio at like 2 p.m. And we were there for 12 hours. Like oh it God. was like two something in the morning and we were still working. We did not eat any food. Um, he loves bang energy drinks. And I'm actually <laughs> low key allergic to caffeine, like a lot. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. like my body like does not like it but I was feeling really adventurous and wild and I was like sure I'll drink a bang so I drank a freaking cotton candy bang and it I don't know what (laughs) happened but like it just like sparked something inside of me Mm-hmm. that had never happened before and I just got this crazy burst of energy and we were just like jamming and then like making this like kind of Lady Gaga kind of beat which is like how the beginning of the song is but then mm-hmm. like something snapped in us and we were like we gotta we gotta break it down make it crazy we gotta change it all we need a punk breakdown fast and like he's just like a wizard I don't even know like watching him make the beats and stuff like i learn a lot from him because i'm like a i'm an amateur producer mm-hmm. um but he like he knows his stuff and he has like all the cool sounds and stuff so it was just like a trip to like watch him do it but um yeah i don't know that's not very crazy no, <laughs> no that's, that's no, pretty I, tame. It, but... no I, I i think it's pretty cool honestly i think um it, it's nice to hear like the story behind things and and like why things change up in a song you know what I mean rather than just yeah. like listening to the song it's always nice to hear the behind the scenes type stuff like we went into like the mixing room next door and played it on I'm pretty sure fullest volume mm-hmm. which is quite loud yeah I can and, imagine and it was just like on repeat for like an hour and we were just like head banging and like jumping around to the song we we're like this is it this is the hit. <laughs> this is the one and like it just i don't know he just like makes me feel like a pop star rock star so shout out shout out to him shout out to him absolutely and um you know going into that song death note that you had mentioned um i wanted to know like during sessions do you ever watch like anime or do you ever watch visuals to kind of like get inspired well i had just started watching death note for the first time while i was writing the song Mm -hmm. or, or like during that session like i had just finished watching the series in like less than a week and was like I don't know like I just the lyrics came to me we I don't how did that even come to life now I'm thinking about it I think we just made that beat from scratch and he like started putting the drums together it kind of sounds like a dog barking it's like burf, burf. Mm-hmm. and like we'd start doing that and then he was like okay right and then I would just sit there and then I'm like okay and then I just start writing and then I was like okay I have this and he was like is this about death note and i was like yeah we should make a death note anthem and then he was like yes so then that's that's kind of how it happened but yeah um to answer your question yeah i've definitely sometimes get inspired by stuff that i watch and movies and tv shows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah um no i like how i really like how proactive he is and honestly yeah how proactive you are just like yeah i want to write a death note song yes like i like i like the whole i like the positivity it breeds like a lot of like you know interesting creative stuff definitely yeah i feel like but um also going going with your influences you know uh straying away from the visual stuff and more on to like your music taste um i was looking through your playlist um connected to the aqua dolls i think it's like melissa's obsessions or something yeah, like that yeah so i was just going through and i was trying to find like a common thread between things and it's very difficult <laughs> yeah no i i love a lot of kinds of music so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm an eclectic girl yeah i saw yeah all right i saw like um uh velvet underground pavement Mm -hmm. um and i could see that definitely inspiring more of the aqua doll stuff Mm -hmm. um just listening to it and same with sonic youth um oh yeah and um the other thing that i saw that was interesting obviously like it was like a it was like a big divide between hyper pop and and you know like 90s alternative but i saw that you're a big fan of like shy girl and um alice long go go yes yes shy girl is so freaking good like 
she just makes slutty bangers yeah that, like just make does. you feel hot and like yeah like no matter what time of the day it is even if i'm like in full pajama like get up or like in a nice look i put on shy girl and i feel hot like no matter what i can always count on her to make me feel hot so yeah she's good and then alice long you is an angel i love her so much um i've been lucky to have like made a friendship with her and collaborated with her on a few remixes of her songs but i i think she's so fun and silly and her music is just different i don't know like her i love unique voices Mm -hmm. and she has a voice that stands out from basic shit like i don't i don't know how to explain it she just she stands out and she's very unique talented show-stopping iconic blender vomit lady gaga yeah yeah, no, I can I, I can see what you're saying. When you say standout, that's like a, a word that like comes up in our, um, what do you call it? Like on our page a lot. Like um, whenever I like like the way the pitchfork gives something a best name music, we give something like a standout album, standout EP, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, Shy Girl and Alice are always like pretty much like they they can catch like a standout like any time they drop a single or drop an album or EP or anything like that. Because like yeah, they really are just so unique. Just the, their approach to the genre, you know. Yes, and they never miss. No, they don't miss. Exactly. Yeah. They literally never miss. Always a good song. Never disappointed. Yeah. Especially Alice. She's just been like dropping single after single after single. And I, I think know. she just dropped an EP. So yeah. High Dragon and fuck. I forget. It's not called High Dragon and fuck, but <laughs> it's something um, dragon. and something. Yeah. Go stream it, y'all. Go stream. See. Go stream the EP. High, High dragon. dragon and Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High Dragon and Universe. Go stream it, y'all. But yeah. Super I need to go stream it. Yeah, me so, too. So iconic. It really is, honestly. I'm definitely going to do a review of it um, at some point. So watch out for that. And um, yeah, I definitely wanted to dive into Shy Girl a little bit more because that EP is something that as far as music goes, like it's definitely in my top five rotation of like stuff that I pull up when I'm not sure what to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, Starting with um, I forgot the first song, but Slime is like the one that really always gets me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so freaking good. Like slutty banger slutty banger i don't know i don't even know like it's just good it's just like her voice is just like she's whispering in your ear like seductively mm-hmm. but then the beat is so crispy and then like the synths like are kind of icy almost yeah, like, yeah yeah like an icicle and like you're like in this um frozen tundra land and she's the snow queen sitting on her like throne made of ice mm-hmm. yeah she gives me that vibe yeah, she definitely does. And she 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 always like recruits the best producers too. Cause I think she had yes. um I know that song specifically actually was produced by Sophie. Um Oh, I didn't know that. Slime, partially, yeah. I think it's like Sega Bodega did the did yeah, most of the production. Sega Bodega is awesome too. Sophie yeah. is just RIP, but more legendary. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize that at first. Like that beat was like sounded okay to me at first. And then I the more I listened to it, it's just, just the more like I can hear the I can definitely hear the influence and in, like the yeah. the beat making. Now I need to re-listen to it again and like hear for the Sophie sounds. I never even knew that. Wow. Yeah, I know. You learn something new every day. I know. It's what Wikipedia. <laughs> what Wikipedia Learning on you. the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Wiki- shout out so- to Wiki. <laughs> shout out to Wikipedia. Uh, helps me and and Genius too sometimes. Uh, once in a while. Um, yes. <laughs> so like going back and forth between those two influences you know like the velvet underground uh, sonic youth but then also like you know shy girl sophie all that kind of stuff like is it difficult to songwrite back and forth between two different um like styles of music 
No, not at all. I mean, I I get inspired randomly for anything and it could be any kind of music. It could be like a piano ballad. It can be like guitar chords or I can like make a beat or someone gives me a beat. So like if someone gives me a beat, I'm probably going to go for more of that hyper pop approach. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like making my own beat or just playing guitar, like it, it it's anything like it's whatever the idea in my head is like usually when I write songs like I get I don't know like it's different each time like sometimes I get lyric ideas or like a melody idea and then based off of that melody is kind of like the style of music I guess you could say Mm, okay but yeah I don't know I'm always writing all kinds of genres of music so there's not really any rule or method to it just kind of whatever flows so it's not really a switch between hyper pop and alternative it's more of just like a spectrum of different music so it's easier to kind of like make music in all types of genres I guess that makes sense yeah and like I kind of know like what would fit for my band and then what would like not fit for my band and then I'll use like that stuff for my solo mm-hmm. and do your band members ever help you write like songs too or are they just more of like um they perform yeah we've been doing a lot more collaborative writing lately um most of the early aqua dolls music I was doing all of the songwriting and recording all the instruments and stuff but mm-hmm. um the first song that we collectively wrote together was suck on this in 2019 and then um, Disappearing Girl and then the other songs that we did with Fat Mike, we all wrote together mm-hmm. in a session. So, yeah, we're starting to collaborate more. And I like that. It's it's fun. And the girls always have really great ideas lyrically and everything. Usually I come up with like a riff, like a guitar riff. And then Jackie mm-hmm. or Kayla will will come up with lyrics and then we'll kind of like tweak them together. That's what we were doing yesterday, at least. But yeah. That's, that's interesting yeah because with i mean even with our page like um we've been kind of starting to collaborate a little bit more it, it definitely started like the same way like as like um you know i was doing a lot of the writing this and that but after a while it kind of gets to the point where you're like well i have these other two people and like they obviously share a similar vision as i do so like mm-hmm. why not you know also get them to write with me type of thing you know what i mean so, so true like my brain is always just like do everything because i'm just like so used to doing everything yeah but now i'm trying to not do that and ask for help mm-hmm. because it's just like more fun and like that's how my album came to be too like originally the Bratitude album was gonna be like a lot of stuff from my after midnight mixtape which is just like beats that i made mm-hmm. and I didn't end up using, I'm pretty sure, let me think about it. Yeah, I didn't use any of my own beats for the album. I was like, actually, no, I'm going to use other people's beats and then mix it with other people and then like get features and stuff. So that was like my first like major collaborative thing where I wrote with other people and wrote on other people's beats. I'd never done that. I've always just made my own music Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that was really cool for me. And now I'm like a lot more open-minded to like writing with other people both like in all genres like in my rock music and in the pop too yeah i i can see that and and hyper pop is definitely one of those genres um especially living in la i would say that's very definitely very collaborative and there's a lot of new artists and like a lot of exciting sounds so it's it's i wouldn't i I, i'm not really sure but i wouldn't say that it's easy to find people to collaborate with but like it's very wide-ranging and like you have a lot of you have a lot to pick from as far as features and, and people making beats i would say definitely yeah and there's a lot more people that I want to like make songs with too, but maybe next year we'll see. True. Uh, we've, we've been kind of making a vision board of like, you know, f- future guests, like people that we'd like to interview shy girls on there. Um, like who, who would you say in the next year that like you would want to collaborate with or like, you know, if you can say at least. Um, 
well first of all i'm gonna plug jackie extreme you should interview her because she's really freaking cool um she's my favorite robot lady and um i want to do another song with her we follow each other yeah oh queen yes i should love her her. yeah she's 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 really cool and um yeah i want to do another song with her that'd be super fun because we she did a feature on i can't breathe my song but it was so short and i want more i want more of her (laughs) okay (laughs) um and i don't know like i'm down to clap with anyone i mean this is me just reaching and i always say this but i really want to collab with charlie i feel like she probably isn't down but you never know and i really want to collab with dylan brady like get a beat from him or something i really really want to do that yeah i feel like both of those like both of them are like they exist between like um standard pop or like like a-list and but also like um kind of more independent too so yeah i feel like dylan is definitely realistic for sure and and charlie like maybe like two years or something i'd say but like charlie yeah yeah, but you know um you always gotta you never know you always gotta like shoot for the stars i feel like and especially you know you have good social media presence you have good music and you have like you know i hate to bring up streams but you have you have good streams so it's like i feel like within a couple years if like that's what you're looking to do um charlie is you know she always makes those mixtapes and she always like puts a lot of different people on them i know you know what i mean and i'm sure she'll do a remix album type thing so i know you never know you know i know i would die to have a verse on one of her songs it'd be so fun i always like whenever she drops stems i always make remixes of her stuff anyways really but like we need an official one true it, sa- it sounds like your agent is also giving you pretty good opportunities so you know I- i'm sure that's something y- y'all can work on for sure in the future yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. and um like speaking of like big opportunities and stuff like that i saw that you were at um let me pronounce, make sure i'm pronouncing this right it's ohana festival is that what it's called in cali yeah yeah cali i saw that and i saw i saw that you're like you're on the news and all that kind of stuff like yeah that was kind of crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was really random but but fun mm-hmm. like my manager called like two days before i think and then he was like ktla news 3 p.m la be there and we were just like okay and then my drummer ended up like not feeling good that day so me and my bass player went together and we just kind of winged it mm-hmm. and like yeah it was cool i mean shout out to doug at <laughs> channel five um but yeah that was cool and ohana was super dope i mean we we got to play in 2019 as well um and we played on what was it called oh man i think it was called the storyteller stage um in 2019 which is basically like a poetry reading corner with like pillows on the floor for people to sit and we're not a sit down band by any means we like to encourage people to mosh pit and all of that fun stuff Mm -hmm. so the vibe was definitely different in 2019 and then it was cool to get to come back again uh this year and play the tiki stage which was like uh, one of the main stages so we had like a bigger stage to like move around on and we had a, like a really good crowd of people that were like down to rock out with us which is always the best because we feed off of people's energies mm-hmm. so it was really cool and um shout out to eddie vetter um and our manager our other manager smitty he manages pearl jam so oh, that's nice. how that's how we got that we've gotten that gig a couple it's of all times. about who you know right like damn yeah we're definitely really lucky we got some good connections i didn't get to meet eddie vetter sadly mm-hmm. but maybe maybe next time if they ask us back but i did get to meet mac demarco which is cool that rules 
yeah he was really nice yeah what was it like meeting him um <laughs> i was with my bass player and her boyfriend and then i like saw him because he was about to go on stage like mm-hmm. minutes before and he was just standing there and i was like kayla there he is like let's go let's go talk to him she's like no 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 way no way i'm too scared i'm too scared i'm like come on we're all just people we all are just flesh and skin and bones like come on mm-hmm. and so i went over to him and i was like hello mackie and i i pulled up a picture of us in 2012 because i saw him in 2012 at fyf festival and i waited in, in an hour-long line to get a meet and greet photo with him mm-hmm. so i had the picture and i was like hey bestie look at this pic <laughs> of us literally 10 years ago can we redo it we need a new pic and he was like yeah let's go and we took a picture and then he said that he watched our band play and he was like you guys were really good i liked your set and we were just like oh my god thanks and then um we like got like a group pick with him and we like met his girlfriend sweet kiki it was really cool and um we got to watch him side stage which was fun yeah that rules what is it like like wow that's just that's just so cool <laughs> like getting to meet him and shit and like eight like how many years later is it nine right yeah yeah it's crazy it did, nine you, years later. did you ever think you'd be in a situation where like you'd be side stage like like having open for him in your uh, life i mean i've played festivals with him in the past oh wow okay so um it's not like too far-fetched i don't think like because mm-hmm. our band like we played i think it was like beach goth or burger oh beach goth yeah yeah like we we did one of those it was like probably like 2014 or 2015 that um we played that but um so we've built together before but i've Mm -hmm. never i never like talked to him other than like that one time that we took that meet and greet picture so i was like hello wanted to introduce myself properly yeah that was cool but yeah that rules (laughs) that that's just a really cool story um and also like performing live like is, is it something you get used to after a while because like it's never something I could ever I, I can imagine myself ever doing like it's just so daunting to me you know what I mean I love it I mean when we're not when we don't have shows I go insane mm, okay. like right now I'm going insane we don't have shows for like a minute which is like you know it is what it is we're going on tour in the spring but that's in the spring so I'm like ah what do I do now in between like we're just writing right now but I I love performing and we all love performing like being on the stage feels so freeing and like just good I don't even know how to explain it like it just like it's therapeutic for me like getting to like get up there and like yell and say whatever I want and sing vulnerable lyrics or silly lyrics or really anything you know just fun to get to just yell and scream and hopefully people like it and then like when the people are like yay then then I'm like yay and then it makes me happy and then it's like a a chain of happiness mm. but then when we don't play shows I'm really <laughs> you go you go insane yeah so I'm like kind of in that zone right now but when we do play shows I'm very happy I got you I mean yeah I mean I don't know how busy you are but you can always do maybe like a pop-up show or something like if you to give yeah. yourself the rush or whatever <laughs> you know? yeah I mean I'm gonna be playing a solo set November 13th in LA at Evita Wood so that's my next performance but um the band is probably gonna be a little bit we're taking a little break to write right now mm. yeah makes sense makes sense yeah definitely go to that show if you're in LA everybody cop some tickets for that yes. show no- November 13th you said right yeah November 13th at Vita Wood good shit um so I wanted to move on a little bit to um, something we talk about, something that always just comes up on this podcast because, you know, uh, mostly we run like an Instagram page 
Um, so as somebody who, you know, makes music and does that like full time um, and is creative full time, um, how do you like, how do you manage to find the time and find like the willpower to like, do you run like run like two social media accounts or like, like promote two social media accounts or, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like content. I mean, I post stuff when we have things to post about, I suppose. Um, for my band, like we, um, I want to do more photo shoots. Like, I feel like I'm posting a lot of old stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like for my my own page like I don't know I like to just take pictures like I'm really into fashion mm-hmm. so like if I get like a new outfit or if like a brand like wants to like collab with me then I'll like take pictures like in their clothes and like tag them but like I'll make it like my own style you know but I don't know I kind of just like to post fun things or like whatever I think I look kind of cool and it's like funny too because social media is so weird because people like outsiders they only see what you show them Mm -hmm. and like I'm not always what I look like on my Instagram like a lot most of the time I'll I'll stand up for you but I'm just like in a big ass t-shirt and my sweats and that's how I'm at at home but then like for Instagram mode I'm like okay I gotta get fitted I gotta do the makeup <laughs> yeah. the hair like everything um I call it getting into drag like um <laughs> I'm I'm cis so I don't know if that's like offensive I'm yeah. sorry if it is I, but I like so. I but like me like and my bandmates we like call it getting into drag like when we like do our full makeup and hair and then like have to like take pictures and stuff it's like you're literally getting into drag like I'm I'm becoming this feminine person <laughs> so yeah like a pop star no that makes sense i, that makes I, sense I love me. it though i love it it's super fun for me and I, I love to like um direct my own little photo shoots whether it's like my own self-timer bullshit or like mm-hmm. actually doing it with real photographers which i prefer um but yeah yeah photo shoots can be really fun we, we did one this weekend actually before troy's birthday um just for like the page and just like going forward and that kind of stuff it's yeah it is a lot fun. of fun I really want to do a Halloween shoot with like bugs mm, and like snakes. Like um, one of our um, tour roadies, Ireland, shout out to Ireland if you're listening. Um, she said that she has tarantulas and a snake and she was like, we should do like a photo shoot with it. And I really want to make it happen. So I'm going to try and make that happen for Halloween because we're going to be doing um, my band's going to do a live stream for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So um, it'd be fun to do like a promo shoot for it with like bugs on our face or something. And I'm also terrified of bugs, but I, will I was going to say, <laughs> I will suck it the fuck up to get the shot. I couldn't. I will, I'll do it. I, I could not suck uh, my my fear of snakes up <laughs> for a photo shoot. They're so scary. They, they're, they're just they're big worms. Yeah. With yeah they can bite you. And poison. <laughs> yeah. And they slither and they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, well you know good on you and good on your band for putting those fears aside um thank you sure. thank you that's really scary you're you're gonna have a tarantula on your face i mean yeah i, I think it'll be really fun just for yeah. the picture yeah I, I might cry i might cry and then rip it off right after yeah type thing yeah yeah it's no big deal you gotta make sure you have a good photographer or or your self-timer is working well i would say <laughs> oh my god yeah that would suck if we like did all that and they're like oh wait we didn't actually get the picture <laughs> yeah we got the try. lens was cut my finger was on the lens the whole time <laughs> we need to reshoot 
after put the you plug back on her face <laughs> yeah i'm like no i already cried off all my makeup oh my god that'd be so funny but <laughs> i saw somewhere on instagram that you guys are very into like halloween costumes and stuff like that are you gonna have you planned out like what you're gonna dress up as this year i have a list let me find it okay <laughs> cool okay so okay halloween looks i I literally have like a list. Okay. So I want to do j- Jigsaw. Okay. From That's Saw. Um, yes. And then I want to do Slutty Ghost Face. Okay. I want to do Chucky and Tiffany. Hmm. Okay. So I don't really know what that means. And then I also want to do Morticia Adams and Cousin It. Okay, so you have to find like a uh, someone to dress up with or like something like that. No, I like I'm gonna do both. Oh, I don't know how so, you're gonna do that. <laughs> I don't know either. Like I thought it'd be kind of funny if I did like a half face or something like that. You could I do think that. It could be interesting, but also I might not do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I have like basic costumes. I just bought at the Halloween store. I found purple cat. Okay. And evil teddy bear. Damn. This is so funny. those are those <laughs> so are my costumes. Those are my ideas that I have. Damn, those are good ideas. Solid, solid ideas. I like the the Chucky one for sure. That's like, that's my favorite. I would say. Thank you. I've done both of them in the past, but I thought it'd be like cool to like revamp it and like do like a bloody version of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love Halloween. My band loves Halloween. Um. We're definitely a spooky themed band, for sure. I mean, I'm a Halloween all year round kind of person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love horror movies and gore and blood and guts and, and campiness and spoopiness and all of that good stuff. Yeah, same, same. That's for sure. all for me. Have you been to the Tim Burton bar in LA? I have been. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. It's been a few years since I've gone. So I know that they've updated it since I last went. But they had like a giant Oogie Boogie Man when I last went. It was super cool. Yeah, they had a um, like a i don't know the proper nomenclature like a little person i guess dressing up as um chucky and like running around and oh my god touching people's legs and shit oh no it was really scary yeah i've never (laughs) been scared at a bar before like like (laughs) it's it's a weird that's a uh, different experience no they didn't have anyone running around touching legs when i went unfortunately or or uh, fortunately i don't know yeah it is Um, yeah i would say fortunately (laughs) it it seems like it's like oh that's a unique experience but like being a yeah being scared at a bar is like one of the 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 one it's like it's very uncomfortable you know what i well, mean well also it's expensive as hell there like Extremely. a drink a drink is like 22 bucks and imagine you just buy your 22 dollar drink you're sitting at the bar and all of a sudden the little chucky comes between your legs here's johnny you freaking i would drop i would over. throw my drink yeah and they're like oh we have to buy another one <laughs> yeah, like make fun of you <laughs> like, yeah so maybe that's their business tactic to to sell more drinks i don't know that's a little shady if you ask me yeah i agree i agree for sure uh he was like he was the one who was mainly scaring people but then they had this guy who was like seven foot tall he was dressed like um michael myers whoa and that was kind of freaky as well um that's cool he, yeah, he didn't really scare too many people. There was this woman sitting there and like her head was turned like this. And like he was staring at her f- for like a good like three minutes. Like everybody in the bar was like watching to see her reaction. And she just turned around. And she was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to the back. I think he was like disappointed in his. Performance Aww, he, went and he, he went and to go cry and sharpen his knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My bass player has a seven foot tall Michael Myers animatronic in her living room. Oh, my God that's so fucking great. scary that's so scary <laughs> i mean i'm I'm used to it we're just it's michael 
Yeah. Michael's always Michael's always just there chilling. It's that's fine. Fa- Does she keep that year round? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my like, god. <laughs> it's literally in the living room. Like my my bass player, um, she has like uh her and her boyfriend have like a whole spooky apartment and they have like a like a a literally um a toy shop display like a glass display thing of all their Halloween toys. Damn. And like they're yeah they're like really into like collectibles and stuff like that. But that's yeah. cute. That's a nice couple, nice yeah, couple goals type. It's definitely type couple goals. I hope I can find my spooky someone someday. Yeah, same. <laughs> but um, uh, let me see if I have anything. Oh, um, no, I think I asked most of the questions already. Um, did you have any questions for us? I think we should. We're about getting ready to wrap up. Uh, interview. Any questions coming from you to us? Yeah. What's uh? What's how are you? Oh, I'm. I'm doing good. Thank you. I don't get asked. No, that but like, but like, how, like, how are you really? Um, <laughs> how am I? Yeah. A little bit stressed, I guess. But why are you stressed? Excited. Um, we're trying to move to like a website eventually. Oh, okay. Make it a little bit more professional, but like that costs money. And like, oh, yeah, it does. Might have to hire somebody to make that, which also costs money or like equity in the com- company, kind of, kind of boring stuff, but. Yeah, a little bit stressed, I'd say. Well, I'm sending you positive vibes, and I hope that someone affordably, cheaply can help you make your website stress-free or as less stress as possible. And uh, yeah, manifesting that for you. I I deeply appreciate that. Thank you very much. Of course, of course. <laughs> Something that I'm worried about, but I'm excited because I because you know I'm interviewing you, and I have a lot of exciting interviews and opportunities coming up, and that kind of stuff. So. I also got to ask you about your shirt because oh, um, sure. you're wearing a, a is that Michael Sarah? Oh, it is Michael Sarah from oh, um, yes. from Twin Peaks the return. Great show. Amazing, amazing. So I'm I'm a huge Michael Sarah fan actually. And one of the first songs I wrote for my band, it's it never was recorded, but it exists mm-hmm. in my brain and I thought I would share this cuz you have the shirt, but I wrote a song called well, maybe I'll just sing it, but it's like Hey, I know you're Michael Sarah, and I really, really want to know if I can be your girlfriend. <laughs> and like, I wrote a song like for Michael Sarah because I, I, I really had the hots for him when I was 17. Wow. Um, maybe still now. Maybe we'll see. But um, but yeah, I thought I would share that with you because uh, I really do enjoy Michael Sarah. I think he's really funny. He's a silly, silly guy. He is a very and- silly guy. And I, I appreciate you for sharing that beautiful honestly oh thank you thank you for the applause beautiful ballad you're too kind you're too kind thank you You know michael sarah if you're listening right now um let's hang out yeah hang out with melissa brooks if you're if you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody cut her off yeah don't she's done It's, it's done she doesn't write music okay no you know what i mean we don't even have to date we could just hang we could just like yeah we can go like squirrel watching i feel like he would enjoy that he would. He probably know the differences between the types of squirrels or whatever. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's like a like a like whatever like I don't know Wyoming like black backed <laughs> like squirrel or something." Wyoming bareback squirrel. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably know so the differences true. between the squirrels. Yeah. So if you want to go squirrel watching, Michael, hit me up. All right, hit Melissa up, and um, you know, um, that about wraps it. Um, do you have any plugs, or do you want to like plug your socials or anything like that? Any anything sure. new coming out? 
uh ghost stream gratitude my album is out on all platforms and ghost stream disappearing girl by the aqua dolls on all platforms as well um i will be going on tour spring 2021 so look out for tour dates we'll be announcing that probably in the next month um you can follow me on social media at melissa brooks la and my band at the aqua dolls and be yourself be sexy don't take crap from anyone and just be you thank you i appreciate i couldn't have said it better myself thank you very much for coming on i appreciate it of course thank you for having me it's been a blessed hey everyone this is ryan again with a little end of the episode dlc again if you haven't listened to melissa brooks's music please do it's uh, melissa brooks la on instagram uh, melissa brooks on spotify for the hyperpop album and the aqua dolls for the more 90s alternative uh, no effects produced music uh, new singles coming out very soon uh, tour in the spring but besides that um, I just wanted to um, you know uh, do a little bit of housekeeping and, and kind of mention a couple of albums um, this week that you might have um, you know passed by um, so basically as some of you might have seen um, we're pretty much getting rid of grades um, because people <laughs> this really became a problem people just don't understand how to do like the math and people get offended by grades more so I'm not trying to be like condescending here but like you know three stars is a six which is a d but some people might see three stars as a C and, you know, four stars as a, uh, you know, fucking nine. But, you know, um, it, none of that makes sense. It, it, it all should be just, you know, numbers. Everybody should understand that what grades are. But I guess people perceive grades differently and people, you know, want to make exceptions for certain grades, whatever. We're getting rid of grades because grades are not, you know, um, the end all be all. They're not that important. The most important thing, you know, uh, as Anthony Fantano said a while back, uh, is curation, curating albums that we actually like in some capacity and that we want you to hear about or you know some shit that um is so bad that we want you to give it a listen uh, that's so shitty that we want you to listen to it with us and make fun of us make fun of it with us um i just feel like there's no you know point in in reviewing let's say the new don toller album which has a couple of good songs on it but you know it's going to be like a c minus and we're just going to be dilly dallying and going back and forth and talking about how this instrumental you know, has a decent trap beat and how this one has a, a less decent trap beat and, you know, the producer in this one, it, I just, it's fucking stupid. There's no purpose of doing that at this point. Um, unless it's like super high in demand, which, you know, our reviews for the most part aren't, um, they're for the most part, it's like a, a niche group of people. It's always been like this, a niche group of people who are reading the reviews. And then, you know, a majority of people are here for memes or here for lists or here for the conversation. You know what I mean? Um, a, a certain group of people are reading these reviews on Instagram and, to be reviewing things like let's say the lady gaga and um and tony bennett album or something uh if i don't think it's good i don't think it really serves a purpose in my life or i don't really see it serving a purpose in your life why would i put it out there because you know if we're going to give it a c and tony bennett sees that or tony bennett's family sees that they're going to be upset and <laughs> you're going to not listen to it or you might listen to it and say it's mid too it's just there's no purpose it, unless there's a huge demand like if, like the drake album for instance or you know if lady gaga releases a solo album or something like that you know of course we want to give our takes on the most popular things that are out the olivia rodrigo album i didn't i i i'm on the fence about that album i wouldn't curate that i wouldn't personally say that it's like my favorite album or that i really like it that much or that i would want you to listen to it necessarily but it's big so we want to be a part of the conversation so for certain albums that we don't like, we will be reviewing uh, if they're ultra shitty or, you know, they're just ultra popular uh, and, and there's we can't get around not reviewing it because it would just be stupid for us not to review it. Um, everybody knows what albums those are. But, you know, for the most part, stuff we like, um, stuff we think stands out, 
recently the Ethel Kane EP slash album. It's pretty long. Uh, stood out to me. It's called um, Inbred. Um, the first time I gave it a listen last night, I was getting a little bit tired, a little bit sleepy, a little bit cranky. And that's usually how I get when I review something that's like mid and I want to skip over it. So, um, you know, in the spirit of kind of curating, in the spirit of actually paying attention to shit rather than just reviewing everything and getting burned out, um, I decided to stop it for the night. You know, uh, go back to it in the morning and re-look at it. And, and with fresh ears, I actually ended up liking it a lot more. And I ended up hearing a lot more things that I didn't hear on the first time around. So I really love um, her mix between folk and goth music and goth boy click, uh, like like little peep type of, type of um, instrumentals. Um, I thought it was a very interesting way of doing it um because like wicked phase springs eternal has been doing it for years and he has actually featured on the album i'm not too big a fan of him as as much as i am his vibe and and the way that he can sing rather than rap over um these kind of country-ish you know like you know like um upstate pennsylvania cornfield inspired type of creepy halloween type instrumentals um but i like how again ethel does it like um Ethel does it without auto-tune and without rapping, and she invites people on there, and they don't rap. I just, I like the, the, instead of being emo trap or emo rap, which is, which is a good genre, it's more just, like, literal, literal emo, you know, it's, like, it's complete emo revival, and, like, goth revival, which, which is something I'm very into, especially this holiday season, so, um, I would definitely check out that track, the title track, Inbreed, uh, Inbred, rather, is an incredible song, great storytelling, um, really dark, really creepy, really mysterious, great guitar solos, um, you know, Ethel Kane's standout EP, and I'd also like to give my, uh, my, my buddies over in Philly, uh, the Philly trio Gauche, I think that's how you pronounce it, they just came out with the Alienation, Alienation EP, rather, um, which I thought was really good, too, it was a great combination of, um, it's a really great EP that's deeply inspired by, like, that stadium rock of the 90s, you know what I mean, uh, Quad City DJ is the KLF, um, stuff like that, even like, um, 808 state cubic, um, which is actually sampled. Um, I, I enjoy the way that the music is sampled on this album. I feel like everything goes in cycles. Um, you know what I mean? Especially with this, like, you know, booming electronic, uh, get people's attention, political type shit. You know what I mean? Like public enemy was doing it back in the day. They were sampling beastie boys are doing it back in the day. They were sampling, uh, you know, girl talk. Um, I could, you know, the list goes on and on, uh, machine girl, you know what I mean? And, and all these like Spotify, um hyper pop bands that like speed up um an azalea bank song and, and rap over it or whatever you know what i mean it's like we're 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 back um um seeing that the 90s is cool again and seeing that like 90s normie shit and 90s sports and basketball and shit is like kind of like a cool wave i don't know um i don't know if that's exactly their intention but i i enjoyed like the rob bass style uh, and beastie boy style like uh trading of bars and and I, I thought that was really cool, and I thought that was really energetic, and, and the guitars are incredible, the percussion is uh, incredible, sampling is incredible, lyrics are a lot of fun, uh, really goofy, really hammy, but like still very fun. And um, yeah, shout out Ghost, they're really sweet, really nice people. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they get on the A2B2 radio uh, episode three, shout out, shout out to Andy, shout out to Bort. Um, I had them I had them submit something, and I, I have a good feeling that it will get on there, uh, crossing my fingers for that, but you know. Uh, I digress. Um, and the last standout I wanted to give was um, the West Side Gun album. Um, <laughs> the horribly titled, um, I'm just going to say blank, Where's Hermes 8, Side B. Um, you guys can fill in the rest and look up the album. I'm not going to say that awful piece of shit's name on this podcast. Um, not West Side Gun, I'm talking about the <laughs> the album title. Uh, making a mess out of this, sorry guys. But um, really like that album. I liked it even more than Side A um, because... 
just like on his incredible album pray for paris and just like on his incredible album supreme blind tell he um found the right mix of a-listers uh underground people uh on the producer side and the rapper side you know what i mean he, he has Tyler the creator on there spitting a couple of bars but then he also has madlib doing a beat and he has jay versace who you guys may know as the um the meme if you look up jay versace you can find a picture of him that's him uh, he's actually very good at making beats now um but you know camouflage monk and derringer and um, all those um griselda guys who, who you'd find on an average griselda album but you know spliced in is is their influences the alchemist is you know madlib as i said and i think that's an incredible uh body of work that he put out he really went creative with the instrumentals especially on hell on earth part two uh with griselda the full griselda posse track i thought that was really good i thought the beat um by i'm gonna get this guy's name wrong i think it's like sevron or something like that it was really good um i like how dusty it is how 90s it is um the two tracks with malcomi are like two of the just honestly two of the best rap album two of the best rap songs of the of the, of the past two years and honestly of the past 10 years because malcomi just absolutely fucking slays it and and um and west side gun follows suit you know the album is really good overall there's some songs that that i'll hear and i'll i'll, I'll even forget it's on the album because it's like a hour and 20 minute long album it's very long but i digress um <clears throat> the songs that are major highlights are you know probably every other song more than every other song and the rest of the songs are just like straight quality or uh straight quality rap music that i can't really argue with um i just want to shout out that song julia lang too that's an incredible song um by the you know <clears throat> that's an incredible song by west side gun the thing he he was able to do with um the the female vocal sample and trapaholics was just absolutely fucking gangster um you know hats off to that guy that album is definitely going in our albums of the year placing very highly i would assume definitely like like definitely top three for me like rap albums of the year already um you know especially when paired with side a uh incredible fucking body of work west side gun like you know all the best to you man i i, I hope to have you on the podcast talk to you someday and i'll definitely turn your mic volume down because you'll definitely peak a ton and uh, you'll go into the red because you yell all the time but just just fucking with you don't kill me west side gun i love you um and other than that, a couple of housekeeping things, uh, t-shirts, t-shirts are still available at our link in bio. You can DM us. Uh, we are 50% sold out still 30 out of 60 t-shirts have been, um, either sold or, you know, we're going to keep them or whatever. Um, so, you know, 30% of the t-shirts, I'm sorry, 30 out of 60, which equates to 50% uh, of the t-shirts are gone. There are still every single size, small to XL. XL, we're kind of running low on uh, large. We have a ton of uh, small. We have a ton of. So, you know, if you want a T-shirt, please hit my DMs. Uh, it's, um, yeah, the T-shirts are going to be 30 bucks. So, you know, if you live in the area, if you live in New York City, if you live in Philly, um, if you live in uh, New Jersey, I'd happily bring it to you. Uh, just make me a cup of coffee, a cup of tea or something like that for my time. And uh, we'll be all we'll be all set. You know what I mean? So. That's pretty much all I have for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed my Melissa Brooks interview. Um, I hope you go back and look at our Chris Wade interview, uh, Earth Theater interview, um, our episode on the Met Gala called Tax the Rich. That was a really good one. And um, and um, trying to think if there's any other episodes that I want to plug. Oh, next week we have uh, the wonderful uh, Gallery of Zionism and alpha male soul which is like a semi-ironic uh patrick bateman worship slash you know beta male uh uh punch down <laughs> uh parody page uh who you know they're both going to come on and give their expertise tomorrow i actually just reminded myself of that i got to wake up at like seven or eight to record that shit but it's going to be worth it because those are two very knowledgeable very nice uh british people 
fuck with them uh, all the way. They're dope. Uh, you know, met them through Instagram. I meet a lot of people through Instagram. So, and that's pretty much it for this week. Um, uh, just in the spirit of the Melissa Brooks interview, again, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on. I just wanted to uh, plug her song, Joyful Potion. So I'm going to play us out with that song. You know, questions, comments, and concerns. If they're negative, keep them to yourself. If they're positive, hit our DMs. Peace. Actually, if they're negative, um, you can still say them because that gets us analytics. Fuck you. Like a joy for a potion. Only because it's a